My feelings about the divine have always reflected this vision that I saw as a child. Infinite patterns, a full spectrum of color, and beautiful harmony. Growing up, I always loved to paint, so much so that I painted my carpet as a kid, and which of course made my mom furious, and so she ripped it up to reveal concrete floors. We painted the floors white, and then I was allowed to paint the floor freely. It's actually pretty cool compromise. It's like, yeah, she was mad I painted the carpet, but then she was like, fine, you want to paint the floor? Here you go. A corner of my bedroom has always been dedicated to creating. And so on that concrete floor, I had separate, I had this whole area of my bedroom that had all of my creative projects going on. And I painted on the floor the words arts and crafts. (laughs) only to have my older brothers conspire together and paint an F at the beginning of arts and transform the FT in crafts to a P to make my sign say farts and craps. (laughs) And honestly, I feel lucky that I had three older brothers to joke around with all the time because humor has also played a huge role in my life and in the way that my spirit has developed. I'm funny. I know that I'm funny. And one of my dear friends, she had no idea that I had this podcast. And she listened to an episode. It warmed my heart to hear her feedback. She sent me a voice message and she said, it's like you were born for this. You're so funny and entertaining. And of course... It's always nice to hear life-affirming words from people or, you know, just reassurance from people that you're at least somewhat entertaining, right? But humor has played a large role in my life. And I think that humor is quite literally a gift from the divine. It's a gift. So in addition to that first spiritual awakening, I had two more significant spiritual awakenings all before the age of 18. And both times, those other two times, my spirit disconnected from my body and I was watching from above because these were times where I had no control of what was going on in the physical. So I was, I think, disassociating. I detached and and I observed. And these were just as confusing as they were profound And they really impacted the way that I understand the concept of the spirit and our human experience. Because I was like, how did I exit my body? How was I being the observer? And I definitely noticed that this was not always a common experience, at least with the people that I was surrounded with. I was not able to really relate or share what was happening, no, nobody could understand it. I was told that I was making things up. So my favorite class growing up in school, as you might have guessed, was always art class. I remember every single art teacher that I've ever had. The other teachers, not so much. I so wish I could go back in time to see my face when I found out you can study art in university. I was shook, you guys. Shook. I like like I said, I wish I could go back in time and see my face. 
I was like, what? I can study art in college. This is amazing. I was ecstatic. And during my time there, I got laser focused on bringing my visions into being. And I created my first body of artwork, which I think I'm going to have to link in the show notes. It's, the website is under my maiden name. So I'm married now. Um, so it has my old last name, but I'm going to have to link it so you guys can look at my paintings. So I created my first body of artwork and it didn't take long for me to stray far, far away from any kind of realism or modeling with paint. I could do it. I mean, I have the evidence of it. My mom has many paintings in her house of still lifes that I've done. I can do it. Okay, believe me. I can paint things to look real. It's just not enjoyable for me. And my professors encouraged it. Like they also were like, okay, yeah, you did the thing. When you major in art, you have to take eight painting classes. Since my major was painting, I did take eight painting classes. And the first four, you're doing modeling and things like that. You kind of have to master that first and then they will let you branch out. So I had already done all the foundational stuff. I had proven myself and then they let me branch out. And they encouraged my inherent inkling towards patterns and bright colors and topics like spirituality. And I was also using completely different mediums. Like I was using clear plastic and spray paint and just doing totally different things than anybody else was doing. I remember showing up to a critique one day and I brought my painting in and this chick literally grunted and was just like, ugh. How am I supposed to compete with that? I think I do a good painting and then I show up to critique and you show up with that. And she was pissed. (laughs) And I don't say that to brag. It's just that literally happened to me. I just was always like that. I was always doing other things. So in art school, you write many, many artist statements. It's called an artist statement. And the first one that I ever wrote began by stating My paintings are my prayers and meditations. And throughout school, I also studied jewelry design and metalsmithing, and I completed a lot of pieces with full body adornment. Those are also on the website that I will link in the show notes. So I created full body adornment as well as an assortment of halos, like angel halos and Mother Mary halos, to wear on my head. And my final solo show showcased both my paintings and my jewelry and was titled The Infinite Conception. After I graduated, I did continue to make art and I created an art gallery to show myself and other artists. And throughout many shows over the years, I sold every single piece of my art. Every single piece. I'm trying to think if I have any pieces left. I have some that I've done recently. And then I still own one of the really big ones and it's at my mom's house that was the other thing is I did large format painting and I'm honestly itching to have a studio again and make art again I would love to have that so at the time that I wrote all of this I was printing my harmonious rainbow designs onto products I was doing beach towels, which was actually, that was, that felt like a destiny line. Like it felt aligned at the time to do beach towels. People had told me all the time that these would be beautiful on beach towels. And I'm also a sun lover. And so it kind of felt like, you know, beach towels with my art on them was 
a destiny line. Oh, there's my kitty. But I also added all these other everyday products because they were available with my designs on them. And so this was my manifesto is that I believe we should curate every item in our life to make sure that it's helping us evolve, grow, and heal. We can insert magic into the mundane by choosing colorful, harmonious patterns to surround ourselves with. My goal as an artist was to create high-sold designs that upon viewing or simply being near led to subconscious activation. I've distilled my artwork into simple harmonious designs to sneak into your consciousness and break down old limiting beliefs. I believe that intentionally surrounding yourself with rainbows and consciousness expanding patterns can help heal the world. We can all be visionary. This has always been my goal with my work in the world. But like most of us, I've wavered in and out of the Patrix and my jobs throughout my adult slash money earning years have reflected my internal beliefs. Like, do I believe that this is actually possible? In college, I was committed to beautifying anything and everything. And I was incredibly prolific. I was committed to consciousness, spirituality, and prayer. But then I began to chase money. And I kind of describe it as a contact tie, almost as if it was contagious in some way. And I do feel like I caught it from my brothers when they started their business and they got into entrepreneurship because there was talk of so much money, life changing money, money that would quote unquote, save me and perhaps just let me be an artist again. I really thought, okay, I'll just kind of like, quote unquote, do my time here, make a boatload of money, and then I'll just get to go back to doing art. I, I fell for it. You know, I really thought that that was gonna save me. But I didn't have the perseverance in my early 20s to stick with that job. And I didn't last. And I know that I mentioned in another podcast, it took them 10 years to get that business to the point where it was ready to be sold. And they did make money off of it. But it wasn't like they were able to stop working and just retire. You know, both of my brothers moved on to other business, other work and things like that. So it, it wasn't enough. They still had to work. So even if I had stuck around for 10 years, it's not like it would have allowed me to just retire and become an artist like how I'd originally thought. But after I, after I left and stopped working for them. That's when I started working as a scenic painter and I built the art gallery that I mentioned before that was inside my dad's warehouse and it existed for about three to four years and we had a lot of shows and we had a lot of fun, but still that wasn't it. Like I needed motivation even to do that and I wasn't really making money with it. I really wasn't. Every time I thought like, oh, I'll just like rent it out and I'll make money it was exhausting. I would rent out the warehouse to somebody once a month for like $1,500, which is absurd. I laugh at that so hard now. But that wasn't enough. Like, you know, $1,500 a month is not enough to survive. So I went back to chasing money. I got a desk job where I made more money and I was absolutely miserable. And I did that for almost three years. And during that time, my health declined, my spirit declined. I was so whiny all the time. Like I was a whiny bitch. I was miserable. I, 
I can't even tell you, like, I look back at those times in my life and I was a sad, (laughs) wounded bird. And I saw other women building online businesses and I was jealous. It felt impossible for me. Like I said, everything that I was able to achieve completely matched my internal beliefs. But I did start my blog. That was kind of my thing where I thought I would start. And I remember I created business cards for that blog. And when I would hand it to people, I would say like, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just wanting to empower you. How silly is that? I was so ashamed to to possibly be selling something. How absurd. I just thought it was so dirty to give someone a business card and be like, here's my offering, even though most of the time they were asking. It's so funny. My wounding around money has just completely shifted. And as I've mentioned, my first blog, which turned into my first coaching business was self-love medicine. It started as a blog. And here's exactly what I wrote on my website. My goal with this blog and all of its offerings is to bring you out of survival mode and into serving your greater purpose. That was what I wanted for myself so desperately. Isn't that funny? We teach what we need to learn. It's just, it's so funny to me. And yeah, it wasn't until I met my husband, my current partner, and he offered to support me. The first year that we were together, actually the first two years that we were together, he pretty much fully supported me. And that that is when I got back into painting and making art again. I got back into spirituality again. I mean, it's not like I got out of spirituality, but it became more of a main focus. And that's when I started printing my art and my designs onto physical products. But then I ended up dissolving that business because it wasn't aligned either. <laughs> it's like we have to really experiment and test things out. And like I said, my outer world was constantly a reflection of my internal beliefs. And so this is what I wrote to my following when I dissolved that business. So first of all, I hope that you're noticing that you're allowed to reinvent yourself as many fucking times as you want. Okay, first of all, (laughs) don't be ashamed to start over or pivot if something that you're doing is not feeling aligned. So again, like I said, this is what I wrote to my following when I dissolved that business because I had worked so hard. It's so funny how many times I've built up a following on a page and just abandoned it. But here's what I wrote. I need to come clean and be real with you all. I don't want to have my art print online shop anymore. I don't even want to do this Instagram page anymore. Spiritually, it just doesn't feel in alignment. You've all seen me go through multiple name changes, product ideas, patterns, prints, etc. And maybe you can feel too that my spirit isn't fully behind it. Well, here's why. Back in 2018, I had a vision to start a business designing visionary spaces because I get so annoyed when I'm in a public space, an office interior, a waiting room or whatever that may be. And it's just bad design. I mean, there's so much bad design existing in the world. To me, it's like pollution. If you're going to create shit, you're literally polluting. And it's not just bad interior design. It's like the entire vibe of the space is whack. And I envision a world where design is inspiring and everything has a purpose. No hard edges, no square corners, you know, boxes of empty, unused space. 
The vision was about how to weave the patterns and intrinsic designs we see in visionary art into the real world. That was my vision. And then just a tiny bit of backstory. I did start communicating with a manufacturer and was trying to figure it out. My father's business does manufacturing. And I literally was like, help me with this. This is the exact type of thing that you do. And it just kept falling through and kept falling through and just not working out. And I just gave up and I settled for making products when really I wanted to create spaces and high art. I settled. So of course it didn't work out. Okay, the cat has got to go. She's just screaming. Sorry about all the meowing. I kicked her out of the room. It's just, it's like I've said in other episodes, literally any time that I sit down to record a podcast, that is... It's the moment that my cat freaks out. I don't know what it is because I sit on calls. Like I am literally on Zoom calls with clients all the time and I am talking to my computer and she doesn't do this. So I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what possesses her to try to. Oh, and now she's upstairs crying. So anyways. Back to my story. So like I was saying, I settled for making products when really what I wanted was to create spaces and high art. So of course, I wasn't into it. It wasn't the vision. And I'm a manifester in human design. So that vision is super important to at least get going, right? So what I wrote was, as I've evolved as an artist, a self-healer, and a woman, My heart has made its choice and service is that choice. I love to make art, but I need to be honest. I was never fully behind creating products and feeding consumerism. I'm all about less waste, less bullshit. And maybe you felt too that my heart wasn't fully in it. And people did. They did. I wasn't making amazing sales. I was making maybe like a thousand bucks a month on a good month with my physical products. I never really felt confident to sell when we already live in a world of an abundance of products. While I, of course, believe we should have high vibe custom stuff, I never saw myself as the creator of that stuff. I gave it a good old try. And now my spirit is asking me to create space for what I'm really meant to do in the world. Serve the goddess. (laughs) I want to show up for women right now at this time of awakening. It is crystal clear to me now. Old me was trying to fit into this monetize anything capitalistic world. Bless her. At the end of the day, I can barely handle the products that I buy that will end up in a landfill in 50 to 100 years and be there for eternity and let alone create products that will potentially add to this crisis. And this is absolutely not to shame anyone who does have products. And by the way, I am like 1000% going to create some goddess support shirts because they're going to be super cute. Okay, so I'm going to create a freaking shirt. But that was just my path at the time. So I was acknowledging to everybody where the alignment was lacking and I moved on. So that was written in 2019. And in 2020, When my self-love coaching business really got going, because the whole world went to shit, (laughs) and 
people started looking in the mirror and they had more free time. And I was doing some coaching, but I was also really undervaluing it still. So I wasn't making enough money. And my husband's business at the time had just come to a complete screeching halt because it was in-person, virtual reality, wellness, health tech experience. And we had a partnership with the Four Seasons and the Four Seasons shut down. I think they ended up shutting down for 10 months. So we went from making money every month from this partnership, from this piece of technology that my beloved pioneered. And then we went to nothing. He had supported me for two years. I decided, okay, I'm going to pull my weight. I'm going to make some shit happen. And I took on some corporate social media management clients, a laboratory, like it just makes me gag, a phone charging company, manufacturer. It was so boring. Like it was absolutely soul crushing soul crushing. I needed motivation to do the work. I and I didn't have it. There was no motivation to do that shit. But now that my business is my spiritual devotion, which is to amplify the feminine and support women in business and still get women out of survival mode and into serving their greater purpose in a beautiful way, I never need motivation. I don't need it. So I want you to ask yourself where in your business you need motivation and really consider that this aspect of it might be out of alignment. Usually if there's procrastination or perfectionism getting in the way of completing something, there's a kink in the energy that needs smoothing. There is something out of alignment. There is a better way. There is a different option that's going to feel good. But I also don't mean you have to be excited all the time. Of course, there's going to be unsexy work that's not super enjoyable. That will always exist. In entrepreneurship, you have to do the hard shit. There are no shortcuts. You can't avoid doing the hard shit. You will have to do it. But it won't make up the majority of the work. So I want you to be aware and not just create a hamster wheel for yourself. I follow Vanessa Lau on Instagram and YouTube and I get her email newsletter and she just quit her whole business. This is someone who was making half a million dollars a month, was almost at a million YouTube subscribers. I like her. I literally loved to consume her content and learn from her. And I honestly feel so grateful to her that she has now modeled for the world, for, you know, her following, that is okay to not be okay and to quit something that's, you know, quote unquote, such a massive success. Like there are so many people who are probably thinking like, I would kill for what you have. Why would you leave? But she realized that she was creating a hamster wheel for herself and that even when she was reaching a level of success, it was affecting her entire life and her relationships And I'm freaking proud of her. I'm happy for her. You know what I mean? So we have to really think about what we're doing in the world in that way. Am I doing this from a full place of service and joy? Or am I just creating a hamster wheel for myself? So in conclusion, I want you to know that I see you. I see you, goddess. 
And to me, life is art and everything you do is an expression of who you are. We are all artists. I don't want to pollute the world with bullshit doing work that I need massive motivation in order to do. That probably is going to lead to crap. So I don't want you doing that either. We are artists in a spiritual-based business where you're divinely compensated by serving the collective will make your life into a masterpiece. I'm going to leave you with that today. Thank you for tuning in. Sending you so much love. I'd love to hear what this episode brought up for you. So comment on, on one of my posts or send me a DM. Or just let me know that you hear me and that you're getting it. What is clicking for you? Where are you having to really motivate yourself? What's not feeling in alignment anymore? Can you admit it? Can you come to terms with it? What needs to shift? And how has your purpose changed as you've gotten closer to it? Do you notice the threads that have continued no matter what iteration of your business that you're at? All right, until next time, blessings to you and yours. <laughs>